0: and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend, we're here, we're doing life together, and as always, we're just glad you're joining us. It is
1: great to be back for another weekend, Dr. Linda, and we hope your weekend is going well. If not, maybe this program will make it just a little bit better. And uh, Dr. Linda, before we move on, I know this is radio, so so if you're listening, you can't really see Dr. Linda, but looks like you've changed your hair. Um are you sure that's the look you really want to go with? <laughs>
0: Seriously? Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, just a question. What, what are you saying, Chris? <laughs> you've, uh, you've never commented on my hair before. No,
1: but it, it's just a question, just checking. Yeah, probably right. not
0: the best thing to say to right. me or anyone else, right?
1: <laughs> well, that was practice. I was uh, trying to see if commenting on your hair would make you upset, uh, because that's the topic of today's program, upsetting things not to say.
0: Not my hair. We're not talking about my hair.
1: Right, yeah. We're not not talking (laughs) about your hair (laughs) now. All
0: right, I know this is going to be a dangerous show with you on this show. We're going to talk about upsetting things not to say. That's the
1: problem because sometimes I'll, I'll do that to people just for fun and sometimes they get it and then sometimes they don't (laughs) (laughs) right well
0: i i feel like too we need a little bit of a levity in the shows i think we need to talk about something a little bit more fun now we're going to talk about you know these things really do upset people right (laughs) things we're going to talk about so we're not making fun of that but sometimes we need to just laugh a little bit and Mm kind of laugh at ourselves for the crazy things that we do i don't think commenting on someone's hair in a negative way would be upsetting to me, but, you know, there are a lot of dumb things that we say uh, that we don't want to do in our relationships. We're going to do a little sensitivity training today. What do you think about that? A little sensitivity. Okay, yeah,
1: that, that might be fun, sure.
0: <laughs> That just doesn't seem to go with your personality for some right.
1: reason. <laughs> well, we asked listeners to weigh in on things not to say, and they had some good stuff.
0: They really did. They really did. Hopefully, we're going to do some preventative work mm, here. That's right. And the point really is to be careful with your words in order to help our relationships. I mean, have you ever said anything that you deeply regretted and thought, oh, wow, now I'm in trouble. That was a really stupid thing to say.
1: Dr. Linda, you know me. (laughs) Of course I have. (laughs) I'm
0: asking a rhetorical question. You're right. right.
1: But I do know that I'm not alone because we all say upsetting things and we wish we hadn't said them.
0: That's right. We all do that.
1: Uh, Here's an obvious one. The mother of all hot seat questions.
0: Oh no! Wait, it's not wait. about him. The mother
1: or the mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wait, we're going to get to the mother-in-law. Right? One yeah, in just she's a coming. She's coming.
1: When you are asked by a friend or a spouse, ready? Does this make me look fat? Yeah. I don't want to lie, but telling the truth could really go bad on this one.
0: You know, I've actually even had this question come up when I'm with a friend in a in a dressing room, you know, at a department store or something, and they come out and they ask you that, and when you don't think it looks good on that person you're very hesitant to know what to say. So I've thought about it. Here's what I have tried. Before I give the answer, did you know that you can Google that question and you get all kinds of ways to stay safe? <laughs> so well, there's safe answers for this question somewhere on the Internet. Well,
1: that's why we call it the mother of all hot seat questions. <laughs> it's right. It's the big one. But what is the best way to answer this question without upsetting someone?
0: You need diplomacy and you mm-hmm. need to be delicate because I think also people can tell if you're faking your answer. Right. So yeah. they know that. So maybe say, here's the couple of things I've tried. It's not my favorite on you.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, how
0: about this one? Or why don't we try a few more?
1: See, that's faking the answer. I feel like that's pretty...
0: You don't like that one? Yeah,
1: that one doesn't, no.
0: Here's the one that I think is best. (laughs) I've done this one before. How do you feel wearing that and looking in the mirror? How do you feel about it? Right, yeah. Because the person looks and says, I feel okay, then maybe they're okay with it because they Mm -hmm. really have to feel okay in it. Right. You know, with Norm, we've been together for so long. He'll just tell me. (laughs) he's he's not, uh, he'll just say it's not flattering, but I know that he's not putting me down Mm -hmm. because I think he's really looking out for me and I trust him. And and that's probably at the root of that question. I know he's not trying to be rude. So you have to feel tremendous trust in a person and not feel insecure to be so blunt with them.
1: There are so many times that well-intentioned people just say dumb things that end up harming a relationship instead of helping it.
0: Yeah, and I think the key there is well-intentioned, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, no matter how hard you try to avoid being offensive or hurtful, you're not going to always come out well, even if you're trying to do the right thing. Uh, but if you say it, just say it was a mistake. And I think the way we respond to it really makes a big difference. We'll, we'll keep talking about that as we go on.
1: Well, don't good intentions matter? I mean, maybe I say something dumb, but it's not what I meant. I had good intentions in mind.
0: I think it does help to know that the person's intention wasn't to be rude, mm-hmm. but it still means it's upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> so even if it wasn't meant to be rude, you're still upset. And right. you need to just then apologize and understand the power of your words and that words can really hurt whether they were intended to be okay or not.
1: Here's another one. We sometimes say, when we want to show empathy, I know exactly how you feel
0: in reality. Do you? Do you know exactly how another person feels? Have you ever walked in their steps, or have you ever experienced what they're going through now? And I can tell you, when I was going through infertility... I was told this all the time, and it really was not helpful, because the people who were saying that to me, Chris, had never been infertile. Hmm. They were able to have children easily, and when they would say, I know exactly what you're going through, literally, I'd look at them and say, actually, you don't. You've never been here. You don't know. Now, that doesn't stop us from being empathetic to people in difficult things. Otherwise, we could never say anything to people because we haven't experienced everything possible. I mean, I'm a therapist. When people tell me that they're going through cancer, Mm -hmm. obviously I haven't experienced, but I would not say I know exactly how you feel. Right.
1: So what is a better response?
0: I think just saying that you're praying for that person or even just something simple like, I'm so sorry, Mm -hmm. this sounds difficult. Or even just listen to the person and say, tell me more about that.
1: I have found, even though it can be a little awkward, sometimes just not saying anything. And being and present. Just, just listening, yes.
0: Yeah, being present.
1: Or how about this one? Hey, look, it was only a joke. Don't take things so seriously. Come on.
0: Yeah, if the person doesn't see it as funny, I think you're just adding salt to the wound. No, nah,
1: come on, it was funny.
0: <laughs> I would not do that.
1: <laughs> Don't
0: tell the person how to feel. Right. That's what you're doing, basically. Mm-hmm. I would just apologize and say... Sorry, I clearly meant that to be a joke or to be funny, and I can tell by your reaction that it wasn't.
1: Now, this is another one that I, especially women will react to negatively. You have such a pretty face. So
0: what does that mean?
1: I'm well, not saying a word. Yeah. <laughs> you, you tell me what it means.
0: <laughs> I think it means. I think it means that you're implying that you're unattractive in other parts of your body. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of women take that to mean they're fat or they're overweight. And the implication is, well, your face is nice, but not the rest of you. It may not be what the person intended, but overweight people pick up on that one. And mm-hmm. they do see that as a put down on their weight.
1: What about this? When you say something that is, in fact, upsetting, you respond with, hey, look, you know, I said the same thing and other people don't care.
0: Well, you're not other people.
1: Mm. So right.
0: I don't really understand that response to it. Your experiences are so different and they mm-hmm. are upsetting. So telling me that other people didn't mind it, I think that's just an effort to justify the fact that you just said something hurtful. Mm, so right. don't do that. Just acknowledge that you didn't want to upset the person and that you're sorry. Do you notice how I'm adding "and I'm sorry to a lot of these responses?
1: We have to take responsibility for what we said. That's right. Uh, as we're talking about these upsetting words, some of us may be thinking, are people just too sensitive these days? Why do people get so upset so easily? And maybe they just need to get a thicker skin.
0: Well, maybe, but mm-hmm. I think the culture is just so critical. And social media has just amplified this problem beyond people just let their words fly. There's no accountability for what people are saying. And I think that there's a concept called the pile-on effect. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly seeing this on social media, and it's just over and over and over, it piles on. And that's probably one of the reasons that people get so upset by the things that are said. But you know, as people of faith, Chris, we need to be civil, we need to be kind to others, we need to not say things carelessly. When someone tells us they were hurt by our words, We need to take responsibility, and we need to say that we're sorry. It's really not about who is right. It's the impact Mm. of your words on another person. If you offend someone, go and say you're sorry. That's what the Bible tells us to do.
1: The key word there, I think, is the impact on the other person. So uh, I think I'll do something impactful right now and say that we need to go to a break. More on careless words when we return.
0: There's no doubt about it, we are definitely living in the text, Twitter, and email age. The handwritten note has become quite the relic. But just because we don't write much with pen and paper anymore doesn't mean we should forsake the kind and encouraging message. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I want to encourage you to share a kind word. Even if it's a text, the power of telling a friend you're thinking of them, complimenting a success, or just saying, hey, hang in there, can make all the difference. If you've ever had your day interrupted by just a quick but genuine message from someone close, you know how a thought can raise your spirits, rejuvenate your mind, or help you stick on a difficult path because someone just cares. While you're listening right now, someone may come to mind, someone you can encourage with a few words. Take a minute and text, tweet, or email that person. Tell them you value them and the part they play in your life. It just might change their whole day.
1: Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And today's topic is upsetting things not to say. (laughs) We have a lot more to talk about. But before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, DrLindaMental.com. There you will find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media. And Dr. Linda has a new book out called Living Beyond Pain that helps anyone living with pain get their life back. It's available online and where books are sold. And Dr. Linda, being mindful of one's own words is more important than ever. With a population of people from different cultures and backgrounds, people should accept each other's differences and be careful in choosing their own words, especially in this era of social media because now you have all of these cultures and different worldviews mingling together like they may not have years ago.
0: That's right, it's really true. We, We should care about how we treat other people and if we're coming across in an insensitive way or if we're even upsetting people and we don't even know it. Hmm. I've had people tell me that I have said something upsetting and I was frankly surprised when they told me what it was, mm-hmm. but I just simply apologized because that's how it felt to them. Right. Again, this isn't about being right. And I, I want to make that point, Chris. It's about being sensitive to how your words can hurt other people.
1: I came up with a phrase concerning that. This may already exist, Uh-oh. but as far as I know, I think this might be unique. You okay. all scare
0: me because I'm looking at your face and I <laughs> right. just know there's something coming no, here. No, this is actually, okay, this, this is, is real. a phrase you came up with. Okay.
1: When it comes to other people's feelings and, and your words, you need to be selflessly responsible.
0: Selflessly responsible. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually good. I Does thought you were going to make a joke.
1: No, no, this is the real deal. This is the real right, deal. No. I like
0: that. Okay.
1: You need to be selflessly responsible. I like it. Okay, great. I like
0: it. Do we need to rename the show?
1: No, you need need to put that in your next book. Okay. And credit me. And make
0: sure I credit you.
1: (laughs) Well, here is another upsetting phrase for some people, and it's the title of one of your books. Oh, we need to talk.
0: (laughs) Those four words (laughs) usually bring panic to most people. But I'm glad you brought that up because now this is an example of something that can be upsetting but might be necessary. Mm -hmm. So to deal with problems, we do need to talk, but it is how we talk about things that matter. We do need to correct our kids. We do need to address problems with students. We do need to confront difficult issues, but how we address it really does matter. And that's our point today, not to be cavalier or careless with our words and upset people unnecessarily. So we're not saying don't ever bring up a problem Mm -hmm. or don't ever say something that could be upsetting to a person. It's how we do that uh, that matters.
1: Here's one Sharon doesn't like. Well, if you had done it the way I told you, this wouldn't have happened.
0: Do you ever say that, her? No. Okay. I was going to say, why did she not like that? Right anymore. <laughs> not <Yeah>. anymore. Not <laughs> anymore.
1: Not after this show. Yeah, I, said it, I think I may have said it once. <laughs> and
0: then she let you know, right? right exactly. Yeah, ouch, ouch on that one. You know, this statement is one of those, again, that pours salt on the wound. If you do something and it doesn't work out, it really doesn't help to have someone basically say, I told you so. Mm. That's what that is. Right. And, A lot of us have experienced that in our lives with a different mindset of a generation in front of us, but you need to resist that if you can. And even if you think it, don't say it.
1: It is hard to resist because our pride steps in and we want to be right. Right. You know, I told you so.
0: I know. Uh, And I think it sometimes, but I really do resist saying it because mm -hmm. I know it's not helpful to the person receiving it.
1: Right. Here's another good one. Admit it. Your mother doesn't like me. (laughs)
0: Well, even if she doesn't, (laughs) I don't think I would say that or agree with that statement um, because it's not going to help your relationship. You really do have to stay positive with those things. If she doesn't like you, you know, you might want to say to your partner just to help them. Well, maybe she doesn't like you but I do. And she doesn't know you like I do. Do you like that? That's That's a nice one, isn't it? But don't let that idea sink into your relationship and start to have a a momentum in your relationship because it's not going to go into a good place.
1: This is when problems really start to pile up is when you involve the in-laws. This can really create problems in a family when the in-law feels like an outlaw.
0: Yeah. And we remember we did a show on that a long time ago. We did an in-law show. I wonder Mm -hmm. if we should, we should replay that sometime maybe this summer, but You know, you don't want your spouse in the middle of a relationship issue. If one of the parents doesn't like your spouse, you really have to stand up for that relationship and take control of that. Mm -hmm. And don't use that phrase as a club over someone's head. And don't dismiss it either. Just do some problem solving around it and see what you can do to make the relationships better.
1: Here's one, and this is a real doozy. Were you always this annoying, or did uh, did you just become this way?
0: Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine saying that to someone. <laughs> I can't even think of a good reason to ever use that right. phrase. I mean, it just feels, that feels mean-spirited. Yes. And a little bit passive-aggressive, and it's real indirect, isn't it? What's the real problem? Just be specific and address it. Right.
1: <laughs> well, many of these came from our listeners when we asked for upsetting phrases. And here's one, starting a conversation with, you are just like your father.
0: Yeah. That's a blame and anger mixed together here. And right. I I will confess I've done that before. I pulled that out early in our marriage. Mm, wow. And my husband did not like that. Really what was going on there is I was mad at his dad. Mm-hmm. And then when he did something similar, I took it out on him. And that's really unfair. I just think that that is a fear response. It's not something that's helpful in making a relationship better. It's blaming someone and not directly addressing the problem. So just don't go there. It's only gonna make the person defensive.
1: that's a mixed bag because it's not so much that you are insulting my dad mm-hmm. It's that you are accusing Comparing me, him well, you're accusing me of me not being my own person, right. And that's offensive to me.
0: Well, and so for me, it's hard because there are family patterns that pass down. Mm-hmm. And I've made a living out of noticing the patterns that pass from one generation to another. Right. You have to break those patterns. But the way you do that, again, is what really, really counts.
1: How about this? Sharon is walking to the house looking for something. And she says, have you seen the such and such? And then I just sit there and I, I barely look up from my phone or my book or whatever and say, might have thrown it away. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, one of our listeners brought that one up as well. That's one that really sounds insensitive. I'm sure Sharon didn't feel too good when you said it that way. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Because the implication there, Chris, is that you don't care about my stuff. And I didn't, by the way, have the courtesy to ask you before I threw it away. I made the decision it wasn't important, which is ignoring you. So it's a bit childish. Just admit that you didn't do the right thing and you did it without asking, be truthful on this one.
1: And I like to purge things, so I have actually done that. It didn't go well, that's for sure. One of our listeners said, if you start conversations with these words, it is upsetting. And the first one is, uh, you make me...
0: That's a bad phrase because you can't make anybody anything.
1: You're shifting the focus to them when it may actually be your fault.
0: Now, maybe they didn't say something that was nice, but the way you respond to it is up to you.
1: I'm sorry, but...
0: Yeah, it's the butt, isn't it?
1: don't even try to apologize at that point. Well,
0: it undoes it. It it kind of says, yeah, I'm I'm making an effort here, but I'm really not that sorry, because let me justify why I did what I did. Right, yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, uh, if you only fill in the blank.
0: Yeah, Mm. again, it's blame. It's saying, well, if you only would be nicer to me, then I wouldn't act this way. And it's blaming the other person. Look, my mother-in-law would add that when you're dealing with anybody, you should not use the words always or never.
1: I like that. That's true. Because
0: most things don't happen every single time or zero times.
1: Megan wrote in to say please avoid using words that express deep disappointment like, (laughs) what is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs)
0: come on we probably have said that right out loud about people but those are fighting words aren't they that never feels good
1: (laughs) well before we go to the break dr linda and then we'll talk about the spiritual significance of our careless words Uh, here's one that never seems to end well if i die (laughs) if i die which of my friends would you be interested in (laughs) I know that was brought up by a
0: listener and i've actually heard people ask that here's the thing do not answer that question, (laughs) do not answer it. You are not dead. And all that does is set up suspicion and maybe even jealousy, it'll get your partner thinking about that other person. And I don't want my husband thinking like that when I'm alive, (laughs) you know, if you ever get asked that, say, no one could ever replace you. Well, Dr.
1: Linda, that is good advice. Just don't answer the question. That's right. Let's go to a break and more to come on the Dr. Linda Mental Show.
0: From the moment we're born, we're in relationship. At first, we depend on others to take care of us, to meet all of our needs. Then as we grow older, we make friends, we meet school teachers, later a boss at work and a spouse at home. Every relationship is important. Every relationship requires cultivation and nurturing. And at some point or another, every relationship has its challenges and they revolve around conflict. Did you know that you can grow through conflict and become such a healthier you than you ever expected? Well, I want to help you look at conflict in new ways, to approach conflict in ways that work. My book, We Need to Talk, can help you become a better problem solver, learn to negotiate differences, and strengthen all relationships even when conflict seems destructive. Well, let's face it. Conflict is an unavoidable part of our everyday life. But conflict doesn't have to overwhelm you or destroy your relationships.
1: We Need to Talk, an important book by Dr. Linda Mental, is written to help you successfully navigate conflict. Find We Need to Talk wherever you buy books online. You're listening to The Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. Her latest is Living Beyond Pain, a book to help anyone with pain get their life back with practical tools that are not related to taking drugs. Check out her website, drlindamental.com. That's where you'll find the book, Living Beyond Pain, and you can connect on social media. And don't forget about our podcast on iTunes. Dr. Linda, have you gotten any feedback about some of the weirdest places Uh, People have listened to the show on iTunes.
0: I've gotten feedback from people who have said it was great that they could listen while they're running and Mm -hmm. they can take it with them. And several people have told me they found them really fun and helpful and encouraging.
1: But no one was rock climbing. I I
0: never asked that question, so maybe they have been. They've never told me that.
1: You have a man who installs telephone poles and listens to the Dr. Yeah, email
0: us if you're one of those people. (laughs) We'd like to know that. That's right.
1: Well, we could probably do a year's worth of shows. On today's topic, which is yeah,
0: that's probably true, <laughs> There's so many upsetting things we say.
1: Upsetting things not to say. Yeah,
0: exactly. But
1: let's talk about the power of the words that we use in this last segment.
0: So we're laughing a lot about this because, you know, it is kind of funny in some ways But right. we choose to say to people, but the Bible's really clear on all of this, mm. Chris. And Proverbs 18:21 tells us that the tongue has the power of life and death. And I know a lot of people know that. I know a lot of you listening are saying, "I have heard that before." It's really strong. It's saying our words matter. So let's not use them to tear down others. But encourage each other and give life. And boy, that's hard in the culture we live in. It is. You don't make money by saying good things to people.
1: That's true. Isn't that mm-hmm. true? Yeah. Especially
0: on social media and gossip mm-hmm. columns and talk shows. It's all about the negative.
1: You know, in the Bible, we find in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God.
0: This was a new thought to me. Mm-hmm. So I realized everything begins with a word.
1: Wow. God spoke everything into uh, existence.
0: Right. So words are the creator of our reality. God's word created everything. So, you know, you have to think, how do our words create things? They do affirm our innermost thoughts. So you really do need to choose them wisely.
1: And we do use a lot of negative words, lots of moaning, complaining (laughs) about our lives, (laughs) complaining about others. And this has been a challenge to me to think more about what I say about other people.
0: We were just talking about this when we were driving over here to the studio, mm-hmm. um, and I was you know, saying, I really need to work on this myself. Mm-hmm. This is a very challenging show for me, and all of us can become more self-aware of when we go negative. You know, It doesn't happen as much when I'm immersed in the word. Isn't right. that interesting, mm-hmm. and I'm really trusting God? That awareness, though, is key because our words can really paint our reality, and that's a real important thing to remember. You know, from something small like saying, well, I am what I am, that's just not true. So I hear people say that mm, all the time. Right. Well, I'm just am what I am. Really? The word is transforming. It transforms us to be more like Christ. So we can always change, including our words.
1: That's sort of akin to uh, when someone does something and they say, well, it is what it is. Right. That's a cop-out.
0: It is a cop-out um, because if you have the power of Christ in you, right. that power is a transforming power, and that means that we can always change.
1: I think we tend to underestimate the power of our words, but the Bible says there is power in them. Mm-hmm. There are many verses that address the way we speak and the words we use. Actually, you found 31 I of these verses.
0: 31 verses. We're going to try to go through some of them fairly quickly. And as we go through these, Chris, I'm going to give you all the references so you can write them down. You can meditate on these words. The first one is found in Psalm 1914. We used to sing this, mm-hmm. let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Mm.
1: Psalm 34:13 says, then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Well,
0: that's, wow. that's pretty straightforward. One of the things about the Proverbs and the Psalms is they're direct.
1: Mm, that's true. Psalm
0: 141, 3, set a guard over my mouth. Boy, I need to pray that every mm, day. Right. Keep watch over the door of my lips. All right, Norm, I'm going to put that one up on a poster. Yeah, he's, he's giving me the yes sign.
1: I think sometimes the more we talk, the more we make ourselves just simply look foolish. And Proverbs 10, 19 says, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep, and keep your mouth shut.
0: Wow. That's the, the NLT translation. Right. Proverbs 10:31: the mouth of the godly person gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off.
1: Mm. Proverbs twelve fourteen says, wise words bring many benefits.
0: I'm going to skip over to one that says on Proverbs 13 3, the one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. So that's another one on talking too much and saying the wrong things. Mm-hmm.
1: Proverbs 15-2 says, The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouths of fools pour out folly.
0: And I like Proverbs 15:28. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before mm-hmm. speaking.
1: Proverbs twenty-one, twenty-three says, "Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble." Sounds
0: like my mother <laughs> just telling me that. That's right. Maybe that's where she got it from. I want to go to the one in Matthew twelve, right. thirty-six, because this scripture bothers me in a good way because it really keeps us accountable. It says, "But I will tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for in the day of judgment." Chris, scripture is very clear about the power of words to bring life and death. We've been saying that this whole segment. We can learn to control our words with the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Let's use our words in positive ways, giving thanks and talking about our many blessings rather than cursing and tearing down each other. If we can all get that, we're going to have a better place to live.
1: And if I can clarify, Dr. Linda, your hair looks fantastic.
0: (laughs) Thank you for that note. (laughs) Well, listen, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintle, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who just commented on my hair and makes this show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone.